This is a very special Coronapod episode of An Irishman Abroad in the place of Marion McKeown and our usual Friday episode, Irishman in America. Marion will, of course, be back next week with more laughs and more insight into America. But we've put together this episode for a few reasons. Firstly, it feels like a really specific time in this pandemic, especially for those of us living in Ireland and the UK. It's specific because out of all the confusion and the fear, there hasn't really been anything quite like what's happening right now. The fear seems very specific and quite confusing, especially for those who remain in the vulnerable category. So at the time of the recording, the situation is this 30,000 new cases in the UK every day, hospital admissions low, but steadily rising. And the government pressing on with plans to remove all restrictions on July 19th, despite this petition from experts and scientists to say that that's a bad idea. And I feel like the voices of the people who will be most affected and most at risk if a kind of war is over, free-for-all mentality comes in, are just not being heard or understood. I'm sitting opposite one of those people right now, my wife, Tina, who has an illness that places her in the vulnerable category and has had that illness since the age of 14. But she doesn't act like that and never really told anyone that that was her situation until all of this came along. But we're going to get to all of that in a bit. And my hope here is that we can just tease it out a bit, dispel a few myths, and hopefully, if you take the time to listen to the entire conversation, maybe share it, everyone can get a better understanding of what it's like to be vulnerable, to be a vulnerable person or in that category, and how they are... All they really want is to come out of this and for us to work together and operate with a greater consciousness and empathy for them in how we live all our lives from this point forward. Tina, thank you so much for doing this. Well, it has to be said straight away that you were really reluctant to do this because, first of all, there's a whole part of this where it's like any kind of discussion over where we are right now with everything there's automatically a group of people that are like oh jesus like can we not just move on from this absolutely i've never felt more hassle than at the moment. <laughs> like you as a burden a, a person i'm just a massive hassle yeah to the world to everyone including people who claim to like me but that isn't the you as well <laughs> <laughs> but that isn't the the reason to come on and talk about it right no. the, like I feel like the starting point in trying to help people understand what it's like to be in the vulnerable category at a time when we're being told the world is ready to open up yeah it's a hard thing to explain to people because it's there's a little bit like well we did our best now you need to get used to just being Vulnerable. Yeah, well, it's incredible, incredibly disempowering as an individual, especially if you've been as sick as long as I have, you've grown up unwell, and your whole way of dealing with it has been, you know, I am powerful, I am strong, I don't need to burden anyone with my private life because I'm just getting on with it. All of a sudden the pandemic arrived and suddenly you have to like come out mm. as someone who has 
an illness just so other people will cop on and mm. be careful. And I found that really humiliating. Well, then maybe that's where we should start, because mm. I don't think that that story's been told too well <laughs> or, or at all. Mm. Well, Probably there, because a lot of the time the vulnerable people are just trying to get on with things. Yeah, and that's that's the annoying thing. There's this like perception that um, people who are vulnerable, I even hate that word. I, somebody said the other day, clinically valuable, and I really liked that. <laughs> but um, people who are vulnerable don't want to be. <laughs> like They don't want mm. to be. They've spent their whole life just trying to get on with stuff and pretend that they're like everyone else. So... I think the pandemic has been really tough on those people. Like, I find it really tough that everyone kind of knows now about mm. that there's something wrong with Tina. I hate that. And you can't be the only one. No. Like, this is the start of it for me is this yoke arrives and begins with the dismissal mm. of yeah. the vulnerable and the elderly. Everybody just needs to relax now. It's just the vulnerable and the elderly that mm -hmm. are at risk. Yeah. And that was the start. That was the start of Boris and people like him mm -hmm. playing it down and going, there's nothing to worry about. It's just these idiots who are vulnerable yeah. and these old blue rinse people. Yeah. And, and like that, that messaging, because it was so early on, yes. reverberated and went in hard because it was a great way of finding hope for a lot of people as they were like, okay, cool. So, so even if I get it, I'm not super at risk. Then I believe there was a reaction to that, which was no fact that that's not okay to dismiss people like Eventually. that. Eventually, yeah. Because people who were vulnerable had to start coming out. Because you're finding yourself in conversations with people spouting what Boris was saying, like, you know, well, it's only going to be the people who are sick. And you're like thinking in your head, oh, I'm pretty sick. Yeah, so so we don't those, matter. I'm one of those people. I'm your friend. Just because I haven't, I don't go around with it signposted that, uh, you know, I go to the hospital all the time. doesn't mean, you know, I'm one of those people. Yeah, and, but that was the next phase. Yeah. But as far as I was concerned, that was the next phase where it was like people realizing what vulnerable meant yeah and that there was loads of people who hid in plain sight mm -hmm. that were considered vulnerable which then leads into as you say the coming out party yeah. for you and loads of people like yeah. you where you have to kind of go kind of slowly raise your hand and go i know i go out on the weekends i know i mm -hmm. look like i've nothing wrong with me yeah but really I'm doing all the stuff that they're now telling us to do, like sanitize and oh, yeah. protect myself from germs, not going certain places. I'm doing that prior to this point. Yeah. That's Which just, you, know, that, you tell us. Like, well, that was just the way of life. I mean, everyone that I know who is a little bit unwell like me, you know, you forever washing your hands, sanitizing, you you're, you're doing your risk assessment of where you're going before you go out. You're weighing it up. Okay, I'm going to go to one of Jarlis gigs, laughter lounge, worst yeah. place I can go. No offense, to <laughs> you, no offense to laughter lounge. I need to know where <laughs> am I going to sit. I have to just take it on the chin that, okay, I'm probably going to feel really rough for the next few days because there's absolutely no chance I'm going to go to that gig without getting sick. And um, you know what it is? It's 
having to come out and then people not believing you. Yeah, because that's the next phase. Yeah, like, because, well, are you really? Though? Yeah, and it's having to be like, then defend your illness that you've been trying to pretend you don't have your whole life. Which you shouldn't have to explain to anyone. No. Like, once you held your hand up and said, look, I'm in the vulnerable category. Yeah. I felt, like, terribly put upon, and I'm not you. Yeah. That people were like... Okay, well, tell sick. us, tell yeah. us, tell us about this vulnerability because yeah. I, I'm not sure if I, in my brain you yeah. fit the category. Yes, and that is that is hard, and you're so embarrassed because you're not used to thinking about it. That's the thing people forget that you try and get through your days without thinking about your illness, and people can be so offended when they find out you're sick, mm. and you're like, I don't understand. I'm so emotional <laughs> right now, but it's it's just hard for me to talk about this. I'm not in the habit. Charlotte knows but it's that. An emotional I'm thing. not in the habit of talking about my illness. But the the thing is, people take offence, but they don't understand. It's not like you carry yourself thinking about your illness at every moment of the day. In fact, it's the exact opposite. You're the whole time pushing it back, going, "I just have to get through this day." be as normal as I can and then I'll get to sleep and I, or you know like it's just you're totally you're, all your energy goes into maintaining this facade of I'm just like you there's nothing wrong with me I can do this too and in the background you're drinking coffee taking painkillers and trying to take naps everywhere you can and you know and I limit the risk limit the risk yeah the, the offense there now you mentioned the offense and yeah, I've watched me. the offense take place and there'll be people who might have listened to that and gone who the hell would take offense to you saying you're secretly sick, mm. essentially. Yeah. And I've watched it, and you tell me if I'm wrong on this. A lot of the time, the, the offence is, but why wouldn't you have told me? Like, I know. Well, it, it's, everyone is individual, obviously, about how they handle their situation. But for me, I, I've been sick since I was 11, 12 years old. And my parents raised me to oh to keep it to myself was a big deal but also to make dealing with it privately where i got my power from that um you know not being defined by my illness was a big thing in my house and also i met this amazing doctor along the way who explained to me that there's really no point telling people because <clears throat> they can never fully understand what you're going through when they're not going through it too once you tell someone there's an expectation on your part for them to be more understanding to you, which doesn't really happen because people forget and they get on with their life and they see you getting on with your life and they think, well, she can't be that bad. Mm. So the expectation for understanding doesn't get met and that can hurt. So it's just easier to keep it to yourself. And, you know, it got, it got harder to keep it to myself, obviously, when we had Mikey because... We both know I got very, very sick and I spent a lot of for a long time. pregnancy in hospital and that was alarming to a lot of people. Like, what? And then poor Mikey wasn't well. And as a mother, I guess it was harder to keep it secret. So I got prouder about, you know, the odd time being like, yeah, I'm sick. So mm. what? But nothing prepared me for the pandemic and the judgment and having to feel so scared and going from a place where I was always like, I'm a warrior. I can do this, I've done, been through worse, to having panic attacks in the night thinking, oh my God, I'm, I'm screwed. Mm. And not because of what I'm doing, because 
of other people not being willing to just wash your hands, sanitize, mm. keep your distance. Just but do it, th- do what you're told for a second. Yeah. Just a few seconds. Just be kind to others who are and that was the, but afraid. That, yeah. And like I, I, I'm not cutting you off. I'm not trying to get in. But I was there every step of that because, yeah. it, again, the same way as you were watching a messaging go out mm-hmm. and you're watching the messaging, just missing this, just missing how human autonomy and my right to do as I please, yeah. being confused and conflated with this idea that what your, what your choices now do affect me as yeah. a vulnerable person. Well, it's empathy for other people's situations, really. It was quite lacking. And people had to be kind of... Like, they had to bring in laws to get people to empathise with people who are just trying to survive this. And then it's then it's strange, because then people get used to the idea, OK, Tina isn't well. You know, she's vulnerable. She's shielding now. She's at home. And then you don't die <laughs> during COVID. You don't get COVID, you don't die. And people are like, well, how is she that sick? Like, she didn't get COVID. And it's, I spoke to my doctor about this recently and I was like, I just did what you told me mm. and what they to tell the, you. To the letter. Yeah, and it works. And it worked for a lot of people like me, mm. you know. We didn't do We didn't do anything. anything. <laughs> and and Mikey, you're so kind to me because poor Mikey probably the worst affected by this because all of a sudden he had to know how sick his mummy is and how careful we have to be and uh, I'm very grateful to you Mikey for that I didn't mean to sound like I'm crying the whole time during this you don't sound like (laughs) that but I I know this thing needs to be pointed out that like (laughs) people were like well if she was sick yeah she would have got it yeah yeah and that judgment is placed on loads of vulnerable people who managed to avoid this and survive this successfully yeah to this point to this point have to add that because now we're scared again like it's a new level it's frightening at the moment because and that's the point of this chat yeah because now people think well you didn't get it and you didn't die because i was so careful and now I'm doubly vaccinated and the expectation is to be able to participate in society again. But I'm relying on everyone else to be safe. And, and do... not to completely revert yeah, to like, 2018 behaviour. Yeah, and I mean, I don't want... I want it to be normal, but it's not normal yet. I, I don't mind continuing my life the way I was doing before the pandemic anyway where hand sanitizing getting on a plane and washing down the seats before we all relax because I knew I've got to clean this area I don't mind doing that that was normal for me anyway but just for a little bit longer can we just have a little bit of kindness towards people who are genuinely frightened again because they're like oh we're all I watch the news I watch the football and I think oh we're all screwed Mm, screwed." because people think all better off and I guess you can kind of, having lived through this, you can see on the horizon more bumps in the road coming. Yeah. Such as in the next month, the talk of masks being an option. Yeah. Not necessarily enforceable. There's going to need to be, just on the very basic level of that, an empathy for if so, if you see someone wearing a mask, not assuming... This is an eye roll. Oh, would you look at this person who still thinks we're in the pandemic? I know, but why is that energy out there anyway? 
Why do people have to have put opinions on other people? Like, I mean, I'm not going to roll my eyes if I see someone not wearing a mask. I'm just not going to go near that person. Like, why are people being so tough on each other at the moment? It's really, really hard to watch. I think some of it's frustration, just like, can this be over already? Yeah. Some of it is machismo, mm-hmm. toughen the fuck up. Yeah. Some of it is, you know, there is a certain fraction out there that think that it's all been over the top. Even yeah. with the numbers, even with the deaths, even with the fear. Yeah. And th- there's not much we can do about that. But having to talk and uh, hear the voice of those that are still vulnerable, mm-hmm. who, let's say, they've they've taken the vaccine, like yeah. you say, two doses. This needs to be said. Vulnerable people who take the vaccine, who take that risk, yes. do not know how effective it's going to be for them in their situation. Oh, yeah, like, day to day since taking it. Like, not me, really. Like, there's people way worse than me. Like, you know, Mm. people who've had organ transplants and stuff. People who are having... Major lung issues. Major lung issues and are on chemo. Like, they don't know day to day what their immune capacity is. situation as well. Oh, of course. Who can't even get access to the vaccine because they're a kid. Yeah, and... You know, just day to day, they don't know how strong they are because day to day their bloods go up and down and, you know, the blood work and the white cells and their platelet count, all these things. And it's just, I guess my number one thing is they don't want to be vulnerable. Nobody wants to be vulnerable. Nobody wants to be in that category. Nobody. Mm. It's so disempowering. It's so... You just feel like such such a burden. And the more this... The way it's playing out here... I feel like you're going to be completely viewed as a burden. Like mm. people just want to get on with it. And the under. I know you've said it a couple of times yeah, that nobody sorry. wants to be in the category. Yeah. And I really feel that point needs to be made because mm. I think we see, and I certainly sense and get the sense from you and others talking about it, that there's a certain portion of the general public that view vulnerable people, as you've said, that want to be vulnerable. Yes. That kind of get off on the special treatment of it or, worst case scenario, the suggestion that they don't want to go to work. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it's such bollocks because you'd give anything to be normal. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, also that kind of reminds me of when you say that notion of people being like why didn't you tell me you know Mm. is that people forget that when you have been sick for so long you actually forget that you're sick (laughs) it sounds so silly you're normal you're yeah you don't remember not feeling like this so Mm. it's not like it's news yeah you don't know anything else and um that is the thing that the pandemic did to everyone like me it kind of shook you into going, ah, oh, shit, now I actually have to think about this thing all the time. And now I have to be really aware of this and I'm relying on everyone else outside. And then I was, I was trying to say something there that... Um, well, it took away, as you said, what was your power. Yes. 
It really did. And yeah, and that's where I was going with this because then, you know, I had to be like, okay, I'm not well. I can't be here anymore. I can't be at work. I'll be at home. Whereas you loved people not knowing. Oh yeah. And I mean, I love people. Like this was pretty tough on me because I missed everyone. Whereas you, you miss people, but not the same way. You were quite happy to stay at home. I had too much of people. I was so, so. You need people. Whereas I had seen too many people. Yeah. I like I was me. really struggling with the, like obviously Mikey and Charlotte, amazing. So, and we're very lucky. We all get on so well and we have yeah, so much fun. You say that. <laughs> but uh, I missed people so much. And then the vaccines were all around. And uh, in my case, it took a while for me to get vaccinated. Because of some bullshit in the system. Yeah. Like for in, no other reason other than our surgery had some weird list system yeah. that wasn't great. It happened I, to your mother in her constituency. Yeah, yeah. well, it was but like... immediately the judgment came from people. Uh, yeah, well, Tina, like, because people, like, the minute they started vaccinating, like, every day, have you been vaccinated yet? And I was like, no, actually, no, I haven't. With the best will in the world. Yeah, good people. Then you're in this another place where you're like, oh, my God, they're going to start thinking I made it up. Yeah, but you're not that That's, vulnerable. Yeah, and it was all just because I never went to my GP because I'm in the hospital all the time. So my GP didn't really know me. So they just... Weren't uh, on that list. And then my professor was trying to get me done and they weren't responding. It was just so silly. And all the while, the text messages were coming Uh, in going, you're still not vaccinated. That's very strange. Yeah. And you're just feeling like, oh God. But it was also reflective of, because like all those people that were texting, wanted you to get it and thought it was BS that you hadn't. But what it also reflected, what it was also part of, was this sphere of we now know your story yes yeah and we're now fact checking it yeah and whether those people who wanted you to get the vaccine or not felt that it was bad that you hadn't gotten it yet the delay in getting it to you and i'm sure other vulnerable people had this yeah oh yeah they're just that sense of this wasn't my life like this was my life was getting on being strong in the face of all of these risks because every winter you faced immense risk every time you went to the cinema you faced immense risks we would plenty at the time not go to movies that were popular yeah (laughs) because it was more likely that you'd come home i'm very lucky i have such a lovely husband and child you're very kind to me all the time but yeah like i mean even my family forgets sometimes because I mean we've been together for over 20 years and really you've been my rock and know me the most and seen everything whereas I haven't lived at home since I was 17 I went to UCD when I was 17 and I just never moved back again and my family aren't used to seeing me at my Mm. worst and when I'm home I'm not going to I don't tend to act sick even when I'm really sick (laughs) I just They've forgotten as well. Yeah. Like, let's, I let's mean, be honest, if you're not around it every single day. I'm not the only person who is in the world today feeling like absolute shite, you know, and just pretending they're fine. Everyone does it, especially if it's all you've ever known. I Like, I think the chat is really important to do today. Because for I don't think so I'm getting out what I want to say. N- though. No, but this is why I need to say this because yeah. it never feels like you're covering it all. Yeah, because I feel a bit nervous talking about it because I feel like 
I feel like, you know, when I talked to you about it and we said we were going to do this, I was like, yeah, I need to do that for people like me who are like going, why? Well, well here's the thing I think we've missed, Tina. Yeah, okay. The impetus for doing this chat was mm. us consistently being told it's over. Yeah. Yeah. I want it to be over too. I want, God, I'm so it's, over COVID. Like, But it's a new phase. Yeah. And the new phase, as much empathy as we've seen and witnessed beautiful things from people understanding and accepting everything that you've said to this point. Yeah. The next phase of empathy needs to be said to people. It won't require them to stay in their houses anymore. It will require them just to turn the dial two notches to the left in terms of their hygiene yeah. and understanding and lack of judgment for others like you. Yeah. It, it, it will be a different world. It can't be the same after this. But I feel like the impetus for doing this chat was this sense that fuck all the masks in the bin. Yeah. I'm going to throw hand sanitizer out the window of my car mm-hmm. and get back to how it was. Mm-hmm. And for people in your position, you tell me if I'm wrong, that energy is terrifying. Yes. And that has been the saddest part of this in terms of my own personal situation in that I always thought of myself as a very strong person. It's what got me true. I mean, my mom and dad really instilled that in me. I am powerful. I'm Tina. I can do this. And now I'm so anxious all the time. Like, I I don't even... Oh, God, I'm crying. I don't even know myself anymore because I'm so riddled with things. Like, I never even understood, and I feel terrible, what people meant when they said they were anxious. Mm. I used to think, oh, can't be that bad. Come on, we're all got our struggles. But I totally get it now. And it is so awful because you feel so out of control. Mm. You don't know how to feel centered anymore. You don't know what it is about you that you can cling to, where your power is, because you're just completely frightened all the time. Mm. And it's so shit. It's it's a whirring fan. And then you don't want that to That gets it. louder. Yeah. And I, I feel so... Because because I've always been like, I'm strong. I can do this. I can totally get through this. The doctors are wrong. was always my thing. Well, I'll show the doctors. Yeah. We'll see. I'll be the exception. You know, uh, I'll show them. We'll see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Not this time. Not this patient. Mm. And now I'm like, oh God, it's so scary. I'm really glad we did this chat because... I feel like it's the beginning of a conversation. And with any complex issue like this, at the beginning, it doesn't feel like it's got any direction. Yeah. It just feels like, let me just say how it feels to be me right now in this. And you've done that. And for so many people... That's going to mean an awful lot. That's going that's hopefully, hopefully, if you're listening to this, you can hear it and go, okay, yeah, I got you. I got you. And I probably was being a bit like, let's go to a nightclub. Yeah. And I'm not opposed to nightclubs. No, just but when you come home, 
wash <laughs> like just you know if you're gonna just be consideration yeah like i don't mind what you i don't mind what you do i want you to have a normal life yeah. but uh, if you've been somewhere that maybe is a bit risky just take off your clothes and wash them when you come home and wash your hands you know well wash like, your hands all the time mm. that, that like i think that the pandemic definitely showed up how few people were washing their hands i know it's so gross and you know we didn't we didn't no one kind of pulled anybody on them like <laughs> Sorry, you weren't you weren't washing your hands from one I end know. of the day to the other. So sick. Like that's the kind of change, and I guess that's where the uh, you know the specifics of where yeah. we go from here. But there is a kind of a a narrative of Freedom Day in versus yeah. inverted commas. It does all hint towards taking our clothes off and running down the street yeah, and, and acting like every time they mention it they, they now very quickly add uh, of course this does not really go for the vulnerable mm. and the old people but you know even now like there's probably people going well what is wrong with Tina <laughs> you know and we've made a decision on that yeah, in terms well, of not telling people because anytime I do people google it and then tell me I'm actually not that sick, <laughs> which is yeah. fine. In, but, but also like, it should be enough and to then, know. Yeah, and then you get in, you find yourself in a situation where you, oh, I always just greet that with silence and go, okay, well done. But um, what you want to do when you never do is go, is explain to them, well, that's, you know, you're wrong. And, mm. and then, oh, I don't know what I'm even trying to say there, but well, I don't like the, telling people what is they, wrong with me. Sometimes because, they're saying to you, there's hope for you. Yeah, yeah. And they're not going, uh, you're joking at your arse. Or have you tried eating radishes? Yeah, have you tried CBD oil? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you tried a meat-free diet? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the time it comes from a good place. Oh, but yeah. yeah, there is a certain portion of people that are like, remember that thing you said you were sick with? Like, yes. And they don't all talk like that. But that's how I make an, a, a voice yeah. to capture this. I know... This was hard. Well, I'm, I'm incredibly uncomfortable and I don't know if I've said what I wanted to say. I think it's perfect. I think that if you're in two minds as to whether to avail of the vaccine that's been offered to you, that's completely up to you. Oh, I don't think so. But similarly, Sorry. no, well, it is people's choice. I'm all about choice. I am. But when it comes to the vaccine, I this time... At this moment, I'm sorry. I think it's really selfish if you don't take the vaccine. We've been told we only get out of this if we all work together. I can deal with people. I get people not wanting to do it, but for God's sake, just do it. I mean, it's really unfair. And I have friends and cousins and family who are very vocal about not wanting to take it. And I, it makes me feel sick. I didn't want to take it either, mm. but I did it. As if it was risky for anyone, it was you. Yeah, but it's like, we're so lucky to have the vaccine. Like, vaccines work. Yeah. We've seen The numbers it. don't lie. We've seen it before, like, throughout history. We've, we've dealt with terrible things. Nothing as terrible as this, but we've been lucky to have those vaccinations. And, oh my God, people who are complaining about the vaccine but are happy to get vaccinated before they go on holidays... It makes me feel sick. It's like, come on. This or smoke fags. Or yeah, do or shots. Do shots or, you know, eat sausage rolls. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, just 
just do the do we just be part of the community right now. Mm. We just need you guys to, like to get on board or I'm never getting out of this shit. Mm. And that, But it, it's less about you. Oh yeah. It's about you and your personal choice to yeah. take the vaccine and that at a certain point like it becomes about the, the vulnerable. Well, it comes about the community, the community, and our society. Your neighbor, your friends, the teacher in your child's class. I mean, you're look, not if people really... are listening to this point, yeah, I think they're on board okay. today, right? But I, I do think that like that's not been articulated yet, and that we're moving through layers of this. That like at some point, the appeal to people to get it mm. needs to include that sentiment that you've said there that like i get you're scared of this yeah i get you're skeptical of this well who really wants to put a vaccine in the body who does but this one time in our lives we have to do something for everyone else like you know have we really not been true enough this year Mm. like really you're not willing to give this a go it's been a shitstorm it's been horrible it's been like people have been told to stay home and shut down and you can't do anything and like you and Mikey were so kind to me but you had to completely come on that journey with me which is so awful for you guys I feel terrible about it but you never ever made me feel bad you were always just by my side I'm like come on have we not been true enough let's work together have we not been true enough also what's your other option yeah just to be somebody who complains about it but they keep saying that, that, that. That's where you'd like to live. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that, like, you want to be in the minority. No, I'm saying if you're refusing it, like, it has to be presented to these people that you're choosing to be on that side of history. Yeah. What side of history do you want to be on? And the choice you're making there is one that's going to impact generations like it is going to impact future generations and people Dean I really appreciate you doing this I know you didn't want to and I think that you've articulated stuff that really needed to be said we're probably going to need to come back to it though you're probably going to need to come on again yeah well I guess I am grateful to everyone who's listened and thank you for helping me say what I want to say but in closing I just want people to understand that when you do think of somebody who is vulnerable just maybe remember they really don't want to be and that it's been a bit shit and they want to get through they want this to be over as well